Self-Discovery Radio, the discovery of self is but a show away. With over 1,800 shows and growing, we bring you those liberating stories that help you on your own life's journey from every single topic you can think of. The only common denominator is authenticity and being in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new e-book, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Joyce Stewart. Her beautiful book is um, In In Connected God, Um, a story of how religion and psychology came together and had a little conflict that kind of didn't add up. Um, The Christian religion and psychology and ancient knowledge of how to deal with the mind, which incorporates the heart and the soul, somehow didn't all mesh together. So it sent her out questioning, does everything she knew, was it false? Um, What was this path that was calling her and why was there so much conflict with it? We're going to take this journey with her today about the Christian religion, about um, becoming a psychotherapist and discovering uh, more healing that came from the more Eastern way of beliefs. And and, uh, and how God is the healer, because God is love. And when we step in that zone and we step into that beautiful truth, then our hearts begin to heal, spirits and souls begin to heal, and our minds begin to heal. So let's take this journey with Joyce today, how this came about, what she's doing, and how she can help you. Welcome to Joyce. Thank you. Happy to be here today. So you were brought up a Christian girl. And you became, you became a psychotherapist, and then you discovered that something was amiss. That is correct, yes. Yes, I went to school and became a uh, licensed clinical social worker, so my background is actually in social worker. Yeah. And then I went into private practice, and one of the reasons I went into private practice was prior to that, I had been working for agencies, and in agencies, they had standard ways in which you have to do everything. And I kind of observed that a lot of times the people were not actually getting healed. I was just giving them coping skills. I was putting them on medications, things like that. So I figured if I could go into private practice, I'd have a lot more opportunity to really research the whole field of healing and see if I could find some other things that work for people. And because as a Christian, I started my private practice dealing primarily with a Christian clientele. And I started studying the life of Jesus because I figured that'd be the best place to start because I knew he was a great healer. And one of the things I noticed was that when he healed people, he would lay hands on them. And I'd been raised my whole life believing that Jesus lays hands on people and heal them, but never once had ever occurred to me that this is actually an Eastern-based form mm-hmm. of healing. And, you know, I'd always been taught that all the Eastern-based religions were false religions and we should stay away from all that kind of thing. And yet here was Jesus using that form of healing. Exactly. So when I actually realized that, kind of light bulb went off, I thought, okay, maybe there's something more to explore. And that's when I started looking and researching all of the different healing methods out there based on whether it was New Age, Eastern mysticism, uh, whatever was out there. I started looking into that, reading and learning as much as I could and learning about energy-based healing. And it opened up this whole world of healing that previously I had known nothing about. And I began to start using these treatments on myself initially to see how they worked. And then I'd start using them on friends. And when I knew they would have worked, then I knew, okay, it's safe enough to start using these on my clients. Mm-hmm. And when I did, my clients started actually getting better. Yeah. Yep. 
It, and actually, it's, it's really simple, really, when it, when it goes to it, doesn't it? It's, um, um, it's tapping into that beautiful divine energy that is, yes, yeah. you know, that is, that is so simple and honest and based in love. Kindness and it is all based in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're learning how you realize that God is love. All healing comes from source, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. And that all energy is based on vibrational frequencies. Healing is a high vibrational frequency of love. Sickness disease is a very dense vibrating frequency. Mm-hmm. So all healing is is you're just changing the healing frequency to one of a higher level of love, which brings in the healing. And when you tap in a source of love and that healing channels through you, you're able to bring about all kinds of different healing in people's lives and their bodies, minds, and spirits. I mean, you know, when you look at, you know, um, the certain um, religions, or I'm not even quite sure if this is in the Christian thing, but, you know, put the hands on the people and you are healed, you know, and God has come yes. through them. You know, it's, um, it, we're all capable of that, aren't we? It's just, it's just opening the channels to, to receive that divine energy and that half the time it's our chi is blocked, our energy is blocked, and we don't allow that energy, that loving energy to flow through our bodies because we have been taught to compartmentalize or, um, or to only use the head, only live in thoughts and not incorporate the heart, the soul, and the spirit, not even give it a voice. Yes, that is so true. Yes, and that's what I wrote about in my book, Interconnected by God, was everything is interconnected. Right. Your soul, your spirit, your body, your emotions, thoughts, everything is energy, everything is interconnected, everything plays on everything else. And like you said, when you've got all this blocked, heavy, dense energy in your mm. body, the energy of love has a very difficult time to flow through. And one of the exciting things that I, I found in working with my clients is I have clients come in with all kinds of health issues, emotional issues, all this blocked energy within them, spiritually kind of dead. But once we begin to release all this junk out of them, it's like they become awake, they become very spiritual, they find out that all kinds of spiritual giftings within them that have been buried under all this junk that they didn't even realize was there. And they mm. become spiritually alive, and like you said, the healing power within them to flow through them. And they would be able to use um, their abilities to be able to heal other people. We're very drawn to people that what we call are energetic. And I'm not talking about the high-energy people. The people that resonate on that beautiful vibration of energy. Um, and it is something you have to rise up to. It's not something that um, the high-energy people will, will come down to. It is a level of energy that you aspire to. When you're in that presence of that energy, it's like a deep breath, isn't it? It's like yeah. <sighs> a release. You know, you're in that zone of love and kindness. You know, there, yeah. there is no need for kind of explanation I need to study this it's just feel it man you know and and enjoy it tap into it that's right yeah you're just in that place of peace that place of love that place of place of oneness Mm -hmm. where you're just so connected it's like you're no longer aware of everything happening around you but just in tune to what's happening right in front of you you're more in that present moment just allowing everything to flow in and through you um, it's a beautiful place to be. You have to get the mind out of the way. Yes, yes. Yeah, the head gets us into trouble too much because I think Very much uh, so. I think a lot of it is is that we've put so much emphasis on the academic intellect and not the soul and heart intellect. And you know, when we give it up to the soul, which I call the you know the divine knowledge that then resonates with the heart in truth, then goes to the spirit in understanding and action. Then a mind knows what it needs to know when it needs to know it. When we're stuck in that mind, we've so much data to filter through that all it is is a treadmill going, yes but yes but if we can get out of that and just step into with trust into the feeling and the love that lies within it, we would be such calmer beings wouldn't we 
Oh, absolutely. But you know, brought up in this Western culture where mm. everything is so focused on the mind, the mind, mind. Yes. And I was raised in a home where everything was all about the thoughts of the mind. There wasn't a whole lot of feeling-based things. Mm. Um, so I got to adulthood being very much in my head, very much in my thoughts. And I've had to kind of work through that and transition through that. Right now, live from a place more from my feelings and more from my spirit. Like you said, the mind is there, but it's not the primary source right. to return to. It, it's kind it's of the like... the spirit and the feelings that you start with. Yeah, it's the toolkit, isn't it, the mind? Because you've, yeah. you've accumulated so much knowledge. You know, you'll know what you know when you need to know it. That means that information you need to, to follow through that beautiful energy and message that you've been given will be there. You'll know what to do with it. Um, that kind of goes against the Christianity and the way that it's taught, or even the psychology and the way it's taught, because everything is about condition, isn't it? Kind of conditional, you know, God will only love you if, um, if you do not well, do this, very... it's, it's hell, which a lot of people carry hell within them. <laughs> yes, it's that old religion that, you know, m- many of us are raised on, you've got to fear God, yeah. that God is a punitive God, God is an angry God, you got to obey God, or something bad's going to happen. It's very Old Testament type philosophy based on God. And then you've got the New Testament, which is a completely different way. Jesus showed that a lot of that stuff was just man's projection out. It wasn't really who God was. And so the New Testament, when you really study the life of Jesus, you find out a whole different side of who God really is, that he is love, he is grace, he is peace, he is joy, that there is no judgment. Um, and, and to be able to really tap into that and to live from the presence of God's love instead of fear will take you to a very different place in your life and in your relationships. Yeah, it's... And, yeah, go ahead, please. I said the other thing that I thought of, you know, being raised in churches is all very much, um, it's very much in the mind. It's memorizing all the facts, it's mm. memorizing all the Bible verses, it's do X, Y, and Z, and you'll get the result. But it's not based on having that love, intimate, emotional connection with God, which is a very different form of Christianity. I think it's giving up a great deal of your own responsibility and your own participation in your life. It's like there's a giving up to God in the sense of, you know, I give myself up to you, guide me as to what to do with my life. But in, in a religion, seem to kind of give yourself up to God and he'll dictate. Uh, but he's not doing the dictation. It's his translators. Uh, and those translators that are doing the dictation are people that have an agenda, which is a form of control. That's right. Yeah, a lot of it is a form of control. And I really learned that when I studied my book, God is Love, and I was looking into the whole Gnosticism and the Gnostic people and comparing that to Christianity. And that's when I really began to realize how much of Christianity really is based in control. That's how it all started. Mm-hmm. They had the schism between these two groups of people, and the Gnostics were all about God's love and let everybody find their own relationship with God. And uh, Christians, the Orthodox, was very much, no, we have to find a way to control these people. We have to get them all think the same way. Yes, because, and, you know, uh, sheeple. That it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah got to get all the people to follow the person who knows the truth and the only truth and... Yeah, you can't let people think for themselves because you let them think for themselves and realize that some of what you've been teaching them isn't true. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, God forbid anybody should have their own opinion or take their own self-discovery, you know, because then you lose control and that's the last thing they want. So, yeah, I call it the the religion very much like what I call the CNN effect, you know, give you some news. It's a little pimple by the time they're finished. It's a volcanic eruption and they've got you completely paralyzed in fear. And uh, what do I do? And now they're the little puppeteer strings come out and they control you. And it's that is not what love of God is or God's love is, isn't it? It's about the empowerment of knowing what to do from the inside out. You know, that's within you and that direct connection to God. 
Yes, that is so true. And all religions are based in that. doesn't matter what religion are, they all tend to be based in control of the people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with God, it is where we go within. Yeah. God lives within us, and we get tuned into His presence, His Spirit. And that's where we get our insight and our wisdom of how to live our life and how to make our decisions and who we are to be. It comes from within us, not from some outside source. That conscious awakening, right? Is um, yes. Yes. when we, you know, when when you see atrocities that you see on Facebook or anywhere else that's happening, and and people, the things that they're doing to each other, it, you know, of course, the first thing we want to do is go to hate, because you know what they're doing. You you can hate the action that they're taking, but we don't know why they're taking that action. So it's rather wish them a conscience, wish them a heart. May they be hit by heart consciousness because they will know exactly what they're doing is wrong. May they feel the pain that they're inflicting through that heart consciousness because most of the time that people are doing these atrocities are completely lost souls that are disconnected. That's right, yeah. I mean, on the surface, you get very angry and upset at what they're doing, but if you take a step back and realize, you know what, they're coming from a place of hurt within. Yeah. Um, they're acting out of their own pain, their own projections, things like that, and they don't know the love of God. Maybe they've never felt yep. or experienced the love of God. They're coming from the only place they know, and it's a place of great pain and hurt and anger and frustration and all kinds of things like that. So in one sense, we do have to give them grace, but at the same time, we also have to hold them accountable absolutely, uh, for their actions. Absolutely. And to be able to pray that they will find the love of God and the peace of God and their life will be transformed for the good to benefit society instead of tearing society down. Yeah, I mean, could we not the judge and jury? And and even nope. God isn't the judge and jury. He's not going to cast you out. Uh, but it, that's no. that's where the conscience comes in, isn't it? I'm going to give you a good that's dose right. of consciousness. And, you know, suddenly you feel guilt or you feel shame. And it's like, what do you feel guilty and shameful about? Your action. Well, that is your conscience waking up to knowing that action does not serve humanity. It's not serving you. Well, what are you going to do about it now? So that's where that accountability comes in as to what we're going to do about it. Because we have to take ownership, don't we? That's right. Yes, the best take ownership of their choices they make every day. Now, being brought up in the Christian belief and and now taking this road and working with energy and talking about God in a different way, what kind of flack did you get back from your Christian community? Well, I found that it kind of, I either get people that absolutely love what I'm doing, love what I'm writing, they really resonate it with. It's kind of like they've always kind of felt and believed that deep down inside, but they're afraid to express it or talk about it. Now mm. they've got someone who kind of validates it. And then I have people on the other end who really think I'm speaking a lot of falsities, a lot of hearsay, I'm leading people astray, what I'm doing is awful, I shouldn't even call myself a Christian. So people tend to fall in one or the other camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no kind of, I mean, is there? And, uh, no, no. But, but it's it, it's an invitation, isn't it? When you kind of raise that vibration, you're in that frequency, you're, you're resonating that love. It's in that inspiration, in that beautiful resonance of love. It's an invitation for people to rise up themselves. And, and sometimes people really, really want to, but they're so bogged down by this heavy coat of, of, of tradition, of expectation, yeah. of society's dictation, is that it's, it's sometimes it's really hard for them simply to know, just take the coat off, you know, um, yeah. but they don't know how to start. They don't know how to start, and they, they're feeling so much fear, mm-hmm. so much fear about making any change in their belief system is so scary, because what I found is people put more credit and more faith in their belief system than they do in a relationship with God. Mm. And yeah. so when you talk about, you know, changing your belief systems, that is really scary and really hard for a lot of people to do. 
Well, especially if it's coming from a long lineage, you know, of control. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, it's cultural lineage is a family oh, lineage. Yes, religion yeah, and image. The first one to first person to have the courage to step away from it can be really scary for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I don't know how long you've been doing this, but you must see a, 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 an exponential jump in the embracement of this energy now, um, especially recently in the last year or two. Oh, yes, very much so. In fact, you know, I just got done doing a eight-week class on my Interconnected Guidebook to a group of Christians, and they were so starved and so hungry for this information, absolutely loved it, mm-hmm. and had so many questions, and they were so thankful that I was teaching them this information. Um, so, yes, I'm seeing people much more open and willing to receive all of this and excited about it now. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, as you said, people are starved for it. You know, they know yeah. that everything that's going on... Um, there was a, a great philosopher that 72 years ago kind of predicted what was going to be happening right now and all these floods and fires and everything else. It's all that shakeup and that disruption, even the political arena and everything that's going on right now. It's all part of that shakeup. And I think part of that shakeup is to say to people, you have been blindly giving your life over to these powers yeah. for so long. Yeah. And this is what you've done with your lives and with your earth. This is now an invitation for you as a human being, not a Christian, not black, white, pink or yellow, but as a human being to step up for humanity and for your planet. Um, you don't like what you see. Get up there and do it. And first thing you have to do is change yourself. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, there's a huge energetic shift going on around the planet right now. Everybody's mm. kind of waking up to it. Like you said, it's in religion, it's in politics, it's in the environment, it's in families, it's in relationships with people's personal life. All their junk is starting to rise to the surface. I mean, God wants to transform this place to love. He wants to be able to find a way to reach people. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have to be brought down low and something horrible off has to happen before we actually wake up. Mm-hmm. and realize that, hey, we've been on the wrong path and have the courage to step aside and go down the, a different path that's going to lead you more to love instead of fear. And we're seeing that in so many places on our planet right now. Yes, and you must be seeing it so much you know, in your practice because, um, as you said, people are starved. You know, they realize that... Every, and it's not a question everything they've been taught is a lie. It's just misinformation. No. It's misinformation. misinformation. It's it's not yes. connected to source somewhere along the line. When you when, when it's, you know that the old traditional thing when a story gets passed down or how it gets misconstrued along the way, and you know, those particular powers that be stepped in and decided to use religion as a form of control for the masses rather than a teaching of love, because uh, that's right. Then they wouldn't be in power, right? You know, fear you can manage people if they're in a state of you can't, um, that's and it. Right. But their soul and their hearts have been screaming out, going, this can't be. I can't believe that God would allow this, right? So That's it- right. Oh, deep down inside, you know, people, if you're, if you're searching for God, if you're connecting for those high spiritual truths and things in your life, you're going to sense that things aren't right. You're going to feel it. You may not know what to do, but you're going to feel and sense something isn't right here. And then as you seek out and read and study and connect with different people, you're going to begin to see the bigger picture and realize what it is. And, and then the change begins to happen. And it happens one person at a time. Yeah, the ripple um, effect. But one person changes and transforms, another yeah. person changes transforms. And over time, it will we will see this shift where we will be living from a place of love instead of fear. Right. It's just going to have to go through this difficult time we're in right now. It's a great time of transition. It can be very, very scary. But if you keep your focus on the end result of where we're going and how wonderful it's going to be when we get there, and to honor everybody with grace and love as you move through this transition, 
it will be much easier for everybody to get to the other side where, where we're traveling towards. And and the thing is, is that you can't fight it. You know, it, I, I you know, can't fight it. No, people have tried to turn their back on it, and you can't. You know, it's that yeah. once once that channel has been opened up, and, and for a lot of people, it's just like, oh, I'm you know all consumed, and it's like let go and let it be. You know, if you just let trust go that, and ride the way, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because it's stop trying to fight it. You know, and again, get your yeah. head out of it, right? Um, yeah. Because when you when you go with that flow and you trust what's being what's happening, then uh, you realize it's it's that breath of life, that breath of love that you've been given. That's right. Yeah, it's it's difficult, but once you're able to just relax, let go, go with the flow, trust the process, trust that you're being led by love, it will be much easier for you to to uh, to go through this time of history that we're in right now. The more you resist it, the more difficult it's going to be. Yeah, resistance is futile, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, and and you know, I think that's also I think a thing people are a little scared of when you look at the Star Trek The Borg. It was about becoming one and one mind and abstaining from anything. I look at it as this: well, if you if you look at the entire human race as a cellular structure to this beautiful world, every single cell needs to be plump and juicy and contributing to the whole. But you're your own Correct. identity contributing. If you break down, you start contaminating the people around you. And, uh, you know, then yes. the body purges you out. Um, so it is really important that you be as abundant um, as you possibly can be, you know, inner and outer and divinely abundant, because that's the way you're contributing. So it's not about abstaining from any responsibility. It's about being responsible so that you can be part of the whole and make it as fruitful as possible. That is correct. Yeah, it's not about giving things up. Yeah. It's about freedom. It's about becoming yourself. It's about letting go of everything that has pulled you down and kept you down. Yeah. And become in tune with your true self and who you really are and the gifts and abilities that have been planted within you and being able to begin to share that with the people around you. And so many people have what I found, you know, they have these gifts and abilities within them, but they've been so pressed down by the stress mm -hmm. of life and the abuse and the trauma and the junk and the bad relationships they just feel so defeated and oppressed and they're existing but they're not living yeah and to be able to release all that stuff and get rid of all that dense energy within you um it wakens you up and now you've got the freedom and the energy to be able to really go out there and love your life and enjoy your life and bless and love so many other people and those type of people will be drawn to you and then they will look at your life and see what you're able to do and they have the courage to do the same thing for themselves Again, that domino so like and ripple. Effect. Yeah, 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 and, and it's 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 contagious. I mean, it's just, we can't stop this flow right now. You, once the energy is is set, release it. It transcends you, and it, and it is a question of you know don't don't yeah, fight against it. Go with it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you do see people trying to fight it, and and you know that's where we, you know, you've got the kiss on the brow of redirection, or you've got a little nudge, and then for some people it's the cosmic two by four, um, you know, and it's uh, are you listening to me now? And you know, a, a lot of people think that this redirect means, you know, um, sacrifice. Which what we're saying to people is, you can be as abundant as you want in every aspect of your life. But is in that abundance, what are you doing to contribute to humanity? So, you know, people think that 
being godly or, or being spiritual or, or tapping into this energy that you must not have anything in life, that you've basically you know, got to be the old hippie and live off the land. And uh, it's not so, isn't it? You can be a very rich person financially and in every way as long as you enrich others along the way because it's giving you that platform and that power to do so. Yes, that's a good way of looking. I mean, we all have the choices to make in life. We can choose whatever path we want to go on. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you have to be living in a state of poverty and lack, because God is a God of love. He's a God of abundance. There's no limitations for what God can do in and through you and the world around you. But we have to believe that. Mm -hmm. And we've been taught to believe that that sacrifices and loss and poverty and lack is something we're supposed to live in. But that's a lie. The truth is that's not God at all. Yeah. And as we live in more abundance, and if we live in more financial abundance, then we have the financial resources to be able to help and bless other people and raise other people up. So the more spiritually awake people become, the more financially abundant they become, the more resources you have to make the world around you a better place. So living in a state of poverty and lack does not serve anybody. It doesn't serve yourself, and it doesn't serve the greater society around you. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, it's the enrichment of your lives and the enrichment of lives around you. And that's really what we're doing. There's enough around. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, because we think of containment, it's like, oh, I'm going to keep this energy to myself. And, you know, I know that an awful lot of people, um, maybe say 10 years ago, you know, they would, they would tap into this energy. I'm so guarded of it. You know, I'm not going to share it. I'm, I'm not going to do this. Um, and it's it really, it's once you've got this energy, it's, let your cup run off over, right? Uh, let right. that let that energy exude out. Now, it's going to reach the people that are ready to receive it. And if people aren't yeah. ready to receive it, they're not going to feel it. That's right. Yeah, the, you know, the source of energy, God, the source never runs out. Right. Right. We're, we're a channel, and that energy source can flow through us 24-7 if we're willing and open to allow it to. And the more we give out, the more we're going to receive back in return. So it's a cycle that never ends. Yeah. Yeah, that light keeps shining brighter. But, you know, but again, a lot yeah. of you know, people think, again, you know, into the light, you know, out of the darkness. It's out of the darkness of ignorance, but it's being able to find the light within the dark of peace is what we're aiming for. Yes, I mean, I, you know, within all darkness, I believe there's always a little spark of love. Mm -hmm. And if you can find that little spark of light, that little spark of truth, that little spark of love, that little spark of whatever it is that you can hang on to and focus on, that light will grow larger and larger and the darkness will begin to dim and move out of the area of your life where it's been residing. Yeah. And it becomes a place of peace, like you're able to go into that yeah. darkness without feeling yeah. suppressed by it. It becomes that tranquil place that you're in, because we need the dark right. and the light. Everything is the yin and yang, isn't it? Everything is the balance right. of life. And I think you know one of, right. one of the reasons we're in trouble is because we've gone extreme on everything we've done. And really what we're asking people to is to take a breath and take a step and balance life you know that equilibrium keeping things nicely balanced because then nothing becomes overbearing yes and when you live from fear you tend to live in extremes that's yeah what fear does to you yeah but you live in love that's where you come to that place of balance where you learn to appreciate how everything is in balance like you said the yin and yang the good and the bad everything is in balance everything has its place and has its purpose and you can't know love unless you've known hate Exactly. And so we need both sides of, of the equation in order to fully experience life. And I think kind of the one of the, if you've got somebody in hate, they're still in passion. It's easier to switch them over to love. Um, but I think if you've got somebody in apathy, 
I think that is worse because they've just so completely switched off and you're, you're busy looking for their fuse to plug back in. Um, I think yeah. it's harder to bring somebody back from that than it is from somebody that's in the hate. The hate is the fear of the knowledge. Once you give them the knowledge that they can trust, it then turns to love. Yes. Yeah, and the apathy is generally somebody who's just kind of given up. Yeah. Uh, they've lost their drive. They've lost their passion. They're just kind of vegetating there, not knowing, you know. Yeah. Not knowing how to move forward. They've kind of given up in life. And there's a lot of those souls out there right now. And, and you know, you you kind of see them acting out and doing things. And it's... um you know, without a conscience again, you know, um, and it's that conscience is something that's so very important that is God tapping you on the shoulder, that's igniting your spirit and flame within you. It's what drives the heart, it what you know drives the spirit into action, it's what guides your mind. You know, it's um, we have to embrace that. In for people, it's that consciousness then becomes a floodgate of everything they've done wrong in life, as, as I'm sure you know, with you, it was like everything I know is wrong. But you don't beat yourself up about it, it's now. Being inquisitive and, and adventurous to seek what is your truth, what is truth? Yes, it's being open. Like I said, when you sense that consciousness speaking to you, being open and willing to listen to it, and then, okay, how do I respond to this? Mm-hmm. What direction should I allow this to take me in life? And to be able to use that voice of the Holy Spirit or God, however you want to call it, to teach you, to guide you, and to make you a more loving, kind, caring person, more aware of yourself, more aware of everybody around you and the impact you're having on people. So many people go through life and they make all their decisions and they have no idea how it's impacting the people around them. They never stop to ask that question. They're just so focused on me and my Mm. own self-preservation. Exactly. But consciousness allows you to say, okay, wait a minute, I am one part of the bigger whole, when I say and do this, how is it going to affect the people around me? Mm-hmm. Is it going to bring more love into the world? Is it going to bring more fear into the love? Yeah. Fear into the world. Is this, you know, which is the right choice, the direction I need to go that's going to bring the highest good to everybody, not only including myself, but everybody around me? And that's where you're thinking more of that higher level of consciousness. Yeah. And you know, you'd, when you look at church, I know there's some people that go to church for the social interaction or just for the camaraderie. It's not necessarily that they're in belief, but they're there for that connection. Um, but there's so many churches now that have gone by the waste because people started feeling this message isn't true. And of course, the churches were that kind of before that connection supposedly to God that then translated it to you. Now those channels are so completely open. You know, you don't need to go to church to, to be in touch with God. God is within you. Just get in touch with that. But we still need that kind of collective connection, don't we? Um, that gathering where we can celebrate and support and love with one another. So would we call it a church anymore? What, you know, what, what are people gathering towards? I think, like you said, once again, we're looking at the balance. You want to have that one-on-one relationship with God, that individual relationship that you have with God's source within you. But then we also, because we are all interconnected by God, we're all God's children, we want to be able to gather together to be able to support system for each other, to be able to um, be there for each other, to pray for each other, to help each other, to be able to, to do different activities we can do to make the world a better place, to be able to teach each other, share with each other. So many things that we can do to enrich ourselves when we come together. So whether you call it a church, whether you call it a community, a network, whatever word you want to use it, God has designed us to be in some type of community with each other because we all need each other. Yes. There's all things, there's things we can learn from each and every one of us have gifts and abilities and talents and knowledge that we can share to learn with each other to make each one of us a better person. And yeah. so if you do life all by yourself, you're going to miss out on so much that you can gain by being community with other people. 
So I don't necessarily think it's what we call it is that important as long as we find somewhere within our daily life or weekly life where we are in community with some people doing life together. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the whole thing is a lot of time people feel alone. And uh, yeah, and and the thing is, is that you're never alone. It, it, you know, God, God's love is there, and when that love is within you, and you allow it to burn, it attracts people to you. That energy attracts, and uh, yeah, you, and you attract like energy. So if you are getting negative people around you, baby, you're putting it out. So you change your That's own frequency, right. right? And you start That's getting right. the people you want. <laughs> yeah. It's about those good vibrations. That's right. We're all giving out this energetic frequency 24-7. It's going out from our heart way out beyond our physical being. And everybody's picking up on that. And you will attract whatever energy frequency you put out is the energy frequency you're going to attract back into your life. So if you're finding yourself in all these, attracting all these negative things or loss or lack or things coming to you, you've got to stop and ask yourself, wait a minute, what am I putting out energetically? What changes do I need to make within myself to raise energetic frequency so I can track more love, more kindness, things like that back into my life? It's kind of also recognizing what you, I'm an empath, so of course these changes and these, you know, energetic changes I'm very susceptible to. And sometimes it can be yeah. a complete roller coaster. At the present moment, there's a lot of, despite what's going on in the world, you know, floods, fires, politics and frets and everything else, there's actually a lot of peaceful tranquility out there at the moment because I feel that um, a shift has already kind of taken place in, in a, a big step. Um, and it's it feels kind of quite calm right now. But sometimes people get an overwhelming feel, feeling and it and it overwhelms them and they don't know what to do with it and they don't know how to describe it to people. So it is very, very important that you do find those people that are not just like energy, but also are inquisitive and, you know, go on the knowledge that they've been taught and, and step into the unknown and be willing to, to understand that there's so much more out there than what we have limitedly been t- taught through our lives. Oh, yes, there's so much more. And that's what I really found, you know, when I was going with God and my God is love book is, you know, I've, I've been living in this very small little world of Christianity, being told this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. And when I finally stepped out of there and realized, oh, my gosh, there's so much out there. And then it, the thought occurred to me, which now seems crazy and didn't think about before, was, you know, how can you take a God and keep him in one book, the Bible? Right. I mean, that is so limiting of God. Yeah. God and I'm open to interpretation too, right? Yeah. There, yeah. And it does it's like the more you learn about God, the more you realize you don't know. Yes. And it's on this ever this journey continues to go on and on and on. And every time you learn more, you want to learn more because you're receiving more of his love every time you learn more about him. You get infused with another layer of his love and his peace and his joy and his presence in your life. And it's this wonderful journey that we all have the opportunity to go on if we choose to. Right. I also think we have that, to be able to take the limitations off of yeah, God yeah. to be able to go on this journey. Take the training the wheels box. off, right? Take the training wheels off. Yep, you know? yep. <laughs> Trust. Um, and I think also, you know, when you, when you look at history, um, you know, we've had a few greats along the way that were, our, our, you know, our gurus, our mentors, um, you know, our wise ones. Um, but I also don't think humanity was a vibrationally, uh, but also um, able to actually absorb the cosmic knowledge, the God's knowledge. And I feel right now that, you know, our brains and our minds are opening up so much and, and realizing that we don't need to be walking around like an encyclopedia and have all that knowledge there is that, you know, trusting that knowingness, trusting that when you need to know it, it will yes. always be there. And that that's how you yes. can have an infinity of knowledge. It's a question of, you know, kind of, 
you you ask Google, right? Just ask God. <laughs> yeah. Well, you realize out there in the matrix, the universe, whatever you want to yeah. call it, all that energy, there's knowledge and every bit of that energy out yeah. there. The knowledge is all there. It's just a matter of tapping into whatever you need at the time that you need it. So it's not that you have to keep all that knowledge inside your brain, your physical yeah. head. It is out there energetically, the atmosphere for anybody, everybody to tap into when you need it. And it's going to come in bizarre ways sometimes. It's not going to come down yeah. like, you know, you know, um, an Amazon book or in a letter of instruction or a manual. And, and you've really got to tap into your senses to actually understand the message that you're being given. And sometimes, again, get out of the head. If you start with the heart, if you listen right. to the information with the heart, the head will know what to do. If you go with the head first, the heart, you know, is, is not connected. You will not reach it. So it's really important that the heart always be involved in this. Absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what we talk about, that still small stall, still small voice, meditation, times of quiet and solitude, where you can tune out all the extraneous noise of the world and just listen to your heart and listen to speak and guide and direct and become one with the God that lives within you. It's also finding your way to meditate, isn't it? You know, some people it is yes. being in silence and solitude. For some people it's out in nature. You know, um, yep. for me, most certainly trees and water are very, very calming yeah. for me. They're my conduits uh, and the wind, you know, the breeze it blows of things away. And is find your space. Find your space where you can switch off and tune in. And, and uh, the more you do that, the more you're able to do it anywhere. But it's, um, right. you've got to go and find it. It's not like, oh, the trend right now is yoga. Oh, no, you've got to do this. Oh, and you can only <laughs> meditate that way. Go and experiment and find the way that connects with you. And when you do, you will know. You will know, no, this is That's it for right. me. Yes, and people, because we're trained to be followers and, and right. <laughs> not think of ourselves, we tend to follow whatever the fad is, whatever mm-hmm. the latest person out there is telling us. Then we run from here, we run for that, we try all these different things. But like you said, you really just want to set all that aside and just experiment and try different things. Eventually, you're going to find what really deeply resonates with you. And that's what you're going to follow after. And that's what you're going to, that's going to allow you to feel that closeness to the divine. However, as you go through life, what allows divine today may be completely different a year from now, yeah. five years from now. Exactly. So you want to be flexible to change how you're being led as you go through your life. Don't get stuck with this is the only way that I commune with God for the rest of my life. Exactly. The other thing is don't let age get into it. Um, you know, I've got an yeah. 85-year-old this week, you know, who's is just exuberance of love and joy and passion with life. Um, I've got somebody who's 70, <coughs> excuse me, who was a nurse. Um, and she did Reiki before Reiki was even known, you know, an energetic uh, energy healer. And she's gone to India. She's going to Africa and she's just a galactic speak. And it's all about, <coughs> excuse me, following that path, you know, and just be willing to explore. It's not about the that's destination. Right. It's about the journey, isn't it? No, that's right. Yes. And even in my own, you know, the work, the energy work I do in my counseling, you know, I'm always, I'm not, I want to be open to cha- make changes as I need to mm. as the years go by. So what I'm doing with the clients now is different from what I was doing with the clients five years ago. Because yeah. you want to be led by the spirit and how the energy is going to move through you. And it's going to do it with every single person because every single person you work with is very unique. Yes, And every- so there's no one size fits all method that you want to use when you're dealing with things of the spirit and energy and God. 
Thank you. Yes, there is no downloadable app, right? It's nope. uh, you know we, we we've all got a musical uh, musical instrument into the orchestra, and it's up to That's us right. to, to to perfect our musical instrument so we can contribute to the orchestra in harmony. And uh, it, right. it, it's only through that sex. Uh, you know, I mean, you you could start off doing A and B and C, and then you think, oh, that's need to know. And then suddenly you're introduced to D, you know, a D and F and everything else. And it's it's uh, don't get complacent. Be open to receive, and you'll never know where it's That's going right. to take you. And don't let That's age right. get in your way, you know. Um, I'm, I'm about to spread my wings again. I've just announced I'm going to go to Toronto in the middle of winter, and everybody thinks I'm mad. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a daughter there who I really want to spend more time with, and I also, for some reason, I'm called to that energy right now. And it, uh, yeah. it, it's scary. I have no idea how I'm going to make it happen, but I'm doing it. And, you know, the thing is, I'm, I'm doing it. However it's going to happen will now manifest. Right? That's right. And Yes, and one of the things I've noticed about getting older, because I'm in my 50s now, is you have still so much a babe, freedom. Still a baby. All the spirit and go with the spirit yeah. tells you. You don't have all these limitations of raising your kids and yes. getting education and working full-time, all those type of things. But you do have a lot more freedom to go where the spirit moves, take greater risks, yeah. and really have fun, enjoy your life, and just see where this is going to take things. And you realize that when you're walking in love, there, there are no wrong choices. Right. There's no way you can fail when you're walking and moving in love. Everything is an experience to learn and enjoy and appreciate. And trust, right? It's a massive and trust, trust thing. Yes. You know, as they saw yes. the of the abyss, blind, deaf, and dumb, in trust in order to hear, see, and feel, and know where you are. Yeah. And it's uh, sometimes you just, you know, you, I always say the gut. You know, the gut is the divine source. It never lies. You don't need to understand or validate it. It is just the truth. And it's that sometimes we're held to do something, and you don't know why. And, you know, you're not meant to. You're meant to take that leap. And then wherever you land, you'll then understand why. That's correct. As you look back, you'll yeah. realize, yeah, why you were, why right. you took that journey. Yeah, but if, if you, want, you want a manual and if you want to know your whole itinerary, you're never going to go anywhere. Well, you won't get very far. You're going to get stuck in life. Yes. Yeah, totally. It, it's very Energy flows, doesn't it? Um, yes, it, it does. It, frequency flows. Um, you know, um, the wind flows, the music, the vibration flows. We, have, we are, you know, how much percentage water, which is constantly in flow, oxygen, which is constantly in flow. We really need to get back into the flow of life. Because when we do, it just becomes so much easier. It's when we become oh, stagnant. So yeah, that stagnancy is yeah. what paralyzes us, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's, it paralyzes you. And I find that a lot of people, I think a lot of depression comes from people that are just stuck in life. They've given up. They, all the junk of life is piled on them. And the gifts and talents they were born with, it just become buried within them. Yeah. And so they become depressed. It's like that little spirit within says, I know what I'm supposed to be. I know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> But I don't know how to get there because everybody told me I couldn't do this and I couldn't yeah. do that and I was stupid and all these negative words and things are spoken of people where they just, they cave into that and they lose their true sense of who they are and what they were brought to the earth to do. And so they just kind of curl up on themselves and die. And, you know, a lot and of people... And if we can begin... Yes. But Go ahead. So it's just a matter of reawakening these people and realizing, no, there's greatness within each and every person. And, yeah. and it's just little by little learning how to tap into that greatness and bringing it forward and getting rid of the things in your life that are causing you to um, feel like you can't move forward in life, whether it's people, whether it's words of you, whatever it happens to be. Identify what those things are and remove them so you can be free. Exactly. And, you know, I think 
a really important thing is that uh, don't let what's happened to you in life define your life. It, it's That's a refinement correct. of life. I don't know if you watch America's uh, Got Talent, but there, there's a young lady called Keshi on there who's a burn victim. I had the honor of interviewing her over a year ago, and then I see her there, you know, singing. And I've, yeah, she's, I've seen her, yeah. Right, so I mean, she's clearly disfigured. And, you know, at first there is the shock, you know, seeing the face, and then the resonance of her comes out. And then when she sings, the love comes out. And then I interviewed yeah her again along with a vet that was a burn victim and and uh, people have said to me that shows made me cry because of their courage yeah. because of their strength because of their positive attitude because of the I'm alive and I'm going to get out and live and it's become that inspiration for people to go well what's holding me back right and That's it's right yeah so, so allow other people to inspire you. Don't get stuck. You know, it's the whole premises of these shows is, is allow other people's wisdom and knowledge and, and inspiration to guide you because you are not alone. And there is somebody here to help you. And you've just got to be willing to allow yourself to be helped along the way. That's right. To feel that you're worth it. Yeah. A lot of people get to feel I am worth taking care of me. I'm worth discovering who I am. And I'm going to l- learn how to love myself and trust myself. And to believe that I am someone special, I do have something to give and contribute to society. And of course, that's older generation. That's a big one for them to overcome, isn't it? You know, they, yeah. uh, because we were taught to be sacrificial, you know. That's uh, right. Sacrificial, s- humble, put yeah. everybody else first, yeah. deny yourself, all those things we're taught. And that really is not love. That is not a way. No. How can you help anybody else if you're out of breath? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the things that God pointed out to me that I talk about my God is love because the whole idea we have this verse that says, you know, um, that we're to love others as we love ourselves. Well, I was always taught to love others, but I'd never noticed that it says we can't love others until we first love ourselves. Mm -hmm. I was never taught that in the church growing up. It was all about just loving others and sacrificing yourself. Right, exactly. But that's not what Jesus taught. He said, you have to love yourself first because you have nothing to give others until you get yourself first filled up with love. 100%. 100%. And that really transformed my whole way of looking at myself in relationships when I really got a hold of what that verse actually meant. Yeah. And that loving yourself is not being selfish. No. It's just the opposite. Yes, because again, the more abundant you are, the more you have to share. That's correct. Right? Yes. yes. And then the more enriching yep. you are because of the enrichment of you. And so you, you've got to understand it. It's, you know, I'm, I was definitely one of those people, you know, last breath, give everything away, um, be depleted, you know, get ill because of it. Um, because yeah. that, that was very much written in my past DNA and past lives and everything else. And it's like, systematically, I've gone through that clearing and, you know, and now in in a space where it's okay for me to receive. It's okay for me now to be abundant because the work I'm doing is already giving. It's okay for me to receive. And it's, but it took a long time for me to get there. And I'm, you know, I'm about to turn 63 and I know my generation um, as a lot of people have taken a redirection and become wonderful people of inspiration and coaching and counseling now. And the biggest thing they had to overcome was that permission. Yes. To be, you know, uh, to go on this journey and to place value upon themselves. That's right. Yes. So how do yes, you help I'm people? So in... We're finally getting there. Oh yeah, are we? Yes, yes. It's a neon. It's a neon light there, folks. The green light is there. Go with it. So explain a little That's bit right. about what you do in in your practice and in order to help people through that journey. Okay. Well, my practice is called Holistic Healing Consulting, and I um provide counseling services primarily online so I can see clients anywhere in the world or country, but I also 
have a local office for people that live here in Southern California where I'm located. And I primarily help people overcome past abuse, past trauma, anxiety, stress, fears, different things like that is what I really enjoy specializing, finding out what is the root cause of all of these symptoms you're having, because when you can release the root cause, these symptoms will automatically go away and you'll be completely healed and the symptoms will not act. Mm -hmm. Too often we just treat the symptoms, but we don't get down and treat the root. Right. And energetically, there's so many different methods we can use to release that energetic root out from the person so they can finally be free of all of the symptoms that they've been having, whether it's anxiety, stress, fear, depression, uh, whatever the symptoms have been, even physical symptoms. I found so many physical symptoms people have are rooted in repressed and trapped emotions that are trapped within their body-mind system that need to be released. And once you release them out, the physical symptoms will go away. Absolutely, completely, totally. Um, and, you know, and, and when we look at the world right now, is how many more new diseases do we have? And and I really yeah. think it is that trapped energy, and it's that it ferments in the body, and it needs to come out. It needs to be released because we're carrying so much garbage along with us that oh, yeah. you know, and and very often it's garbage that's been imposed upon us. It's not even ours. Yeah. We didn't even create it. We didn't create it, but we, yeah, we took it on as, yeah. as ours. And, you know, there's the energy from your own personal life, but there's also the collective energy that we pick up from the world around. Yeah. And the energy the energy is alive. It doesn't just die when you repress it and stuff it down inside. It stays alive. And eventually it will manifest through physical and mental illness and disease. Yes. It's saying, hey, hey, I'm in here. Please, please. Release me. me. I want to be healed. <laughs> yes. And so what do we do? We treat the physical symptom, but we don't treat the underlying trapped emotion that's causing the physical symptom. Yeah. And so, like I said, the symptoms come back. We zombify people. But when you treat the road, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's that old pill to zombify thing. Suppress it, suppress it, and not deal with it. And That's right. But it's yeah. also not about reliving the trauma. It's about looking at the trauma as something that's happened in the past and releasing the pain to go with it. You're never going to forget things yeah. that have happened to you, but you can forget the pain associated with it and look to what well, yes, it's taught you. Yeah, that's what I have found in the work that I do is one of the things I love about using energy-based treatments is you don't have to go back and relive and talk about every little detail of the pain or trauma. So what happens is we can identify what the trauma is, and then we release the self-defeating thoughts, we release all the trapped emotions, and then you will have the memory of what happened to you, but you no longer have those trapped emotions holding you down. You'll never, never, no longer have those self-defeating thoughts holding you back. Right. But you will have the memory of what happened to you. Yes. And, you know, I, I think there's a hell of a lot of practitioners now that are changing. I've interviewed a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists, etc., who are realizing that everything that they were taught and everything that they've practiced along the time is so limited. And, you know, very limited. And that they're waking up to understanding you do have to address the heart and soul and the energy if you really want to release that's people. Correct. That's correct. Yes, that's what I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, so many people are more receptive to this. How many years have you been doing this? Oh, I've been doing about 10 years now, a little over 10 years. So in that 10 years, have you, you know, resistance in the beginning to now, you know, a, a complete inquiry and embracement? Yes, huge difference. Yeah. A lot of resistance at the beginning. People are much more open to it. And a lot of that is because now we have a scientific understanding through quantum physics about yes. how all this energy-based stuff works. And with our Western mind, we don't trust anything unless we've got the science to prove right. it. Yes. So now with the science, much more people are going, oh, okay, maybe I can use this too. Maybe this will work. Right. And I think that a huge difference in people's understanding, willingness to use the energy-based treatments. 
and you know of course you know 2012 um that shift of energy that just surged everybody forward and that's kind of when the the quantumness kind of came on the scene and uh, as you said that quantum physics that quantum energy not only is based the understanding of science i, I remember talking to somebody a quantum scientist and uh, and the conclusion that he came to is that people who live in what they call the spirit the spirituality um, they've actually now understood that we are all energy. Everything in the world has a particle of energy. Everything That's is correct. energy. But yep. they're realizing people who are so-called spiritualists um, are already living in that energy. And so the, That's right. it bridged the gap considerably and opened up those demographics and go, okay, if this is the case, how far does it go? And it's exploded. It's exploded, which yes. is really good for us. Oh yes, yeah. So what's uh, what's next for you? Have you got anything particular coming up? Have you, um, you know, you as you said, you're constantly reincorporating new things and new ways of doing it. Is um, obviously the book at the present moment is very much a driving force. Um, God is love and uh, intricate by God. Um, what's what's your next plan? Well, right now, I'm actually going to be doing a webinar. It's going to be on, let's see, I'm looking at my date, but get the right date here. It's going to be on the 24th of September, Sunday afternoon. And this is very interesting because one of the things that I've been seeing with my clients is they've been talking to me about their children and all these spiritual giftings. They're seeing their mm. children and how their children are remembering past lives and they can't understand what's going on their children. So I'm going to be doing a webinar called Children of the Light and talking about how children being born on the planet are born with much higher energies and how it's affecting them and the truths that they're here to share with us and answer a lot of the questions that parents may have about these kinds of children. So that's my big thing I would be doing at the end of this month. Excellent. And we'll put the webinar link here on the posting for people. Um, and uh, if, you know, if people want to join that webinar, how, where do they go? Um, for right now, you can probably just contact me. We're going to be getting a registration set up in the next week on website, on my website and also online on my Facebook page set up yet, but hopefully next week we're going to have that completed. But for right now, you can either contact me um, a couple different ways. I have a Facebook business page on Holistic Heating Consulting. You can like and follow that, and I put information about upcoming events on there. I have an email um, that I send an email list of every send a blog out. I blog a lot of different topics. I put on the email list also the special events coming up. I have a monthly newsletter talking about different things coming up that will be on the email list, so people can contact that if they want to be on, put on the email list. Excellent. And your site is holistichealingconsulting.com. That's correct, yes. Right. Yeah, and the email is just Joyce at holistichealingconsulting.com. And Facebook is healing, uh, Holistic Healing Consulting. Consulting.com also, correct. Excellent. And the two books you can purchase on Amazon.com, both Interconnected by God and also God is Love. Excellent. You know, it's wonderful when, when people are just are willing to take this journey and, and go with the flow and see where it takes them and, and then bring back that knowledge and put it into a format that then help people kind of make sense out of it. Because one of the things about riding the energy is it's not about making sense all the time. It, it's just about, you know, when, when you come into an understanding that you need to do this and you need to do that, you just trust it and you do it. So it's not about right. the need to make sense, is it? But But for people to actually embrace that energy and trust, you have to kind of help them make sense of it so they can let go and ride it. That's correct, yes. 
And one of the things I love to learn, I've been a lifetime learner, I love to learn, and then I like to take that information and be able to share it in such a way that anybody can understand it, whether I'm doing it through giving speak, you know, doing speaking engagements or whether I'm doing it through books, doing it through counseling. Um, I love to be able to, to be that link to help people understand this information so they can incorporate it into their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the biggest message here is this understanding, you, you know, you, you call it God for other people. They may have a different name at source. It doesn't matter what it is. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. Nope. It's tapping into that divine love, isn't it? That divine, because that is the common denominator. And uh, interest, and just understand that everything we need to know we will be given if we get out of our own way. Uh, Everything that we've been taught to live as human beings, we need to let go of. And we need to become become divine beings. And that means giving up an awful lot of control of self and realizing that by giving up your control, you actually have more control over your life. Yes, it's come to realize that we are all a spirit. We are all spirit beings. We live in yeah. this physical body, but essence core, we are a spiritual being. And when you tap into that spiritual being, the core of who you are, then you can begin to let go of a lot of this control and move into a higher level in life and your relationships with God and the people around you. Right. A beautiful place to be. Um, as I said, you're still going to have you know, times when you go, you want me to do what? <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, okay, just trust that it will you know, will manifest. Go with your gut. You know, That's really right. listen to your gut. Go with your, your gut. Your gut never lies. That's yeah. your divine source. If it if it's going, I don't know, then that's a misdirect. You know, learn yeah. more. Don't just jump. But when it feels so right, I've got no argument here. I've just got to do it. Do it. And that's then right. you know, wherever that's you right. land, it's like, oh, this is this is an adventure. More adventurous, right? Yes, you got to trust the universe that God will put the people in places and finances in place at the times that you need them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sit there and try and get the whole picture figured out ahead of time, you're not going. You're going to be frustrated. You're not going to get very far in life. Yeah, but you got to trust the process of how the universe is set up and how God's love works and moves in and out of everybody, because we're all interconnected. We're all in this together, and we're living on this physical planet, but we're also connected to this greater spiritual connection all around us, beyond, in front, and everywhere about us. That mm-hmm. we can tap into, and and it is absolutely everywhere. As I said, I think kind of like 2012, and then since then, they've been turning the volume up on the energy, and uh, yeah. you know, as more and more as we can take it, the volume has gone up. And I said, I think that that's right. You know, it's it's about to be a surge on that energy where we're going to really have more shift awakening and and uh, a, a whole opening up of understanding that's going to go on. And I think it's happening right now. But get ready, folks. I think it's you know, going to be a blasting up soon. It's but, going to get even greater. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, you know, going to be a rave out there. You know? <laughs> yep. um, but this is, you know, this is something that just, if, if you're willing to tap into the flow and go with it, don't be afraid of it. You know, uh, right. go at your own pace. Let the energy feel that it's it's a warm, loving blanket um, and uh, trust it and go with it. And, and its volume will expand when you're ready for it. But if you aren't on that bridge, if you're not waking up, you're going to get left behind because the bridge is disconnecting from those that choose not to awaken right now. That is correct. Yeah, there's a great divide happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and you're either with us or not, <laughs> and and that's where the choice of comes in is because that's the one gift that we're given as human beings is our free will, our choice. We don't always choose what that's happens right. to us, but we can choose how we react to what happens to us. 
and what we do about it. And we can, you know, let God and the energy in and guide us. Or you can stay in control and in defiance and in whatever you want to be in and get left behind because this energetic love that's coming is is the is our survival and we need to embrace it. Otherwise we Absolutely. Will combust. It's the greater universe. Yeah. Intersecting with planet Earth. Yeah. It's God's love being revealed to us in greater and greater measure. Yeah. And yeah. We it's, need to, like you said, just go with the flow and receive it and feel that we are worthy of receiving all of this love that God wants to shower down upon us. Yes. And don't worry, you won't burst. If you do, you'll burst out with a whole lot of love. And, you know, don't worry about it. It's, you know, it's, you get those surges of moments of sometimes where it's like, oh, overwhelming of love. It's beautiful. Um, Oh, it is. Yeah. You just feel so full of it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's beautiful. Get those moments of that presence, that union of God can be overwhelming, but it's a beautiful place to be. And, And, you know, also simplify your life, right? I think that's really, yes. really important. It's um, it's the the decluttering of your life, the the simplifying of your life, and understand. Don't try and over intellectualize something. Sometimes it just simply is. That's right. Really yes. important. You're looking around, realizing, you know, getting from this materialistic culture and realizing that all this materialism is really not going to bring you happiness and love and joy in what you're seeking. Yeah, it's just going to keep you seeking for more and more and more. But if you can live that more simpler life and realize that true love and peace and everything we're seeking comes from within it yeah. comes through relationships that can never come through things no and and you know that doesn't mean get rid of everything because you still need no, things as a human body but don't place the importance right. on the things as as defining you you know we're, we're seeing so that's many correct. people turn away from the the big mansions they worked like hell to get those big mansions and the fast cars and then they realized that they're looking like hell to maintain it and they weren't living you know, and it's, right. and it's like, what am I doing? I'm killing myself to have this that I don't even have the time to enjoy. And then that's right. completely change the lives around and simplify and realize I can still have a nice house. I don't need a mansion. I can still drive a nice, reliable car. I don't need the Maserati. And I can have time to be with my family and my loved ones, which is so much more fulfilling. Um, and time to live. So really important. Yeah. Getting your life back into that place of balance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my dear, so what would you like to leave the audience with as a message for today? I would say, you know, for me, it's just teaching people, encouraging people to really look at life, look at all the fears that are holding them back and realize that you don't need to be there, that love is more powerful than fear. Love is a much better place to be. And to allow, even starting in little bits and pieces, allow the peace, the presence, the love of God to begin to come into your life and begin to release little by little these fears that are holding you back. Um, and to really realize that the spiritual, the energy, everything we're talking about, it is, it is real. It is absolutely real. It's as real as the chair that you're sitting on. It is not something that's just this woo-hoo-woo-hoo stuff mm-hmm. we've been talking about. It's real. Everything is energy. And to allow yourself to be able to tap into that and to be able to feel and move with and allow it to really envelop you and lead and guide your life so you are living in a place of love instead of a place of fear, and you will enjoy your life so much better. And to really be able to just fall in love with you, Mm. fall in love with who you are, get in touch with who you are, embrace who you are, love who you are, because out of that will come everything else that you need in life. Amen to that. Beautiful. So remember, you can get hold of her at Holistic... um, 
healingconsulting.com, also holisticconsulting.wordpress.com for her, her blog, Holistic um, Healing Consulting on Facebook, and uh, Holistic Joyce on Twitter. Um, look out for the uh, webinar. Definitely do join that. Yes, the children that are awakening right now are here to guide us. They're here to show us how it's done. So do tune in and listen to that webinar. I want to thank you so much for being with us here today, Joyce. Oh, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Well, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. And to everyone else You're out welcome. there. Oh, pleasure. And to everyone else out there, remember, you know, th- there is nothing to be afraid of. Um, sometimes we're just fearful of fear. And when we let go of that and we go in trust and we go in love, then we realize what were we afraid of. Uh, love is such a better place to be. So until next time, folks, bye for now. <laughs> 